1: Welcome along to the Blood Red Club, where we bring you exclusive weekly content looking across every aspect of Liverpool FC. I'm Guy Clark, alongside me, as ever, our Blood Red writer and academy expert, Matt Addison, as this week we take a look in on the Reds' youngsters. With Trent Alexander-Arnold, Curtis Jones and Harvey Elliott having all successfully graduated into Jurgen Klopp's first team in recent times, we'll be talking about those who could be next, including a certain Kai Gordon as well as another of the Reds' academy starlets who could be set to follow Elliot's path to Ewood Park. Well, let's get into it then, Matt. You were down at Kirby for this weekend, the start of everything for the uh, academy age groups. How was it on a personal factor to be back at Kirby, but also the action that you're able to take in?
0: Yeah, a couple of, of really good games, actually. Lots of goals in the first one, not so many, or not any, in fact, in the second one. But two really good games of football, lots of familiar faces. It was good to, to sort of be back and obviously seeing the, the two managers, seeing a few of the players again doing that sort of thing, getting back into the groove. It, to be honest, doesn't feel like that long since I was there last uh, at the end of, of last season, to be honest with you. But uh, yeah, good to be back. Two really good games as well. And it's it's just good that you know we, we can get down and, and start to, to have a look at, at these games. I've had a few questions actually about, you know, can people go down and, and watch the games and, and do that? For the moment, it's, it's still media only and, and parents only. But I am expecting over the next few weeks it, it will get back to normal again and, and people will be able to to go down in, into Kirby and, and watch those games if you want. But I would just recommend checking in advance. I know there was one or two people who were turned away at, at the gate over the weekend. So do check that in advance.
1: Yeah, no, fair enough then. Let, let's start off then with the under-18s. They were playing Stoke City. How did they get on and who stood out?
0: Yeah, uh, it was an excellent game to, to go and watch actually. I was was in two minds a little bit whether I could fit in uh, into my busy schedule on, on Saturday, whether I could get down there but really glad that I did. It It finished 5-3 to, to Liverpool, um, deserved winners. I think there was you know a, a fair few players who kind of stood out and, and really did well but none more so really than the Malcolm Frawendorf. Liverpool had, had gone a goal down early on. He was the one that, that got them level and that was the, the real crucial thing goal in the game but he just impressed me really in terms of of playing a couple of different positions started wide left played central midfield uh, for the sort of last 20-25 minutes of the game and he is one of those players that I kind of had my eye on taking the next step, really, this season. He was very much a part of, of the front four last season with the likes of Cade of Gordon and Matthias Mosjelowski, who we'll talk about a little bit later. But he was kind of you know, the the one that was the least progressed physically, I think it's fair to say, last season. But I think he looked a lot stronger, quicker. He was a lot more decisive and, and confident in his dribbling. And I think we saw that with the goal that he scored. He, he just beat the goalkeeper to it sort of overpowered the, the defender to get there first and, and put that ball into the back of the net. and It's great to see because he's clearly a very technically gifted player, but obviously at, at that age, you do need to develop that physicality. And I think we saw some really good signs there. So, yeah, he was he was probably the standout. One or two others as well. I mean, uh, we'll, we'll hear from Mark Bridge-Wilkinson in just a second. Uh, I spoke to, to him about Oakley-Kanoneer as well, obviously uh, a name that people will be familiar with should point out that he is the the player who or the, the ball boy I should say who passed the ball to, to Trent Alexander Arnold for that famous corner. So if Any anyone thinking
1: not... from him this weekend? <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, that <there laughs> certainly was yeah some some quick finishing as well. He he scored just the one goal in the end but two two more goals were scored but they were ruled out for, for offside and he just looked really really sharp. Missed a lot of last season actually through injury. I think he would have made some big strides last season had it not been for that. But yeah, brilliant to to see him uh, looking sharp, looking good and yeah, playing as a number nine really looked like the complete player. Finishing, goal scoring, dropping deep, doing all the things that you need to to do really as a, a Liverpool number nine. So, yeah, certainly one to watch out for this season, I think.
1: Yeah, no, definitely interesting to see how he goes. Of course, he did over the course of the summer as well, didn't he? Sign his first professional contract as well. So, he's already had a say at Anfield. Hopefully, he can continue that progression. But as you say then, Matt, let's hear from Mark Bridge-Wilkinson, who you spoke to after the game it wasn't textbook but it was good we
2: enjoyed it it was um great to, to finally get the first league game underway it's pre season obviously pre-season and uh yeah it's great to see the boys playing and and doing a lot of the things that we've worked on pre-season so yeah was really good.
0: i thought Melkamu was was brilliant today he looks a bit more physical a bit more sort of built up compared to last year yeah. is that fair to, to say yeah so didn't... as a
2: second year the the, the, the younger group come in and obviously, they've just come from school, and physically, they're a year behind in their physical development. Some of them, some of them might be a bit ahead, but yeah, the second years tend to look a little bit bigger sometimes, a little bit more powerful sometimes because they've had a year of full-time training. So, yeah, he
0: would definitely fit fit that bill. And I thought Baller as well. He seemed to, particularly in the second half, take a, a lot more of the the ball. Is is that something you're looking for for him to do to take on that seniority and yeah, we
2: uh, we want all of our players to take the ball in 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 lots of different situations we want them to, to take it and, and and find a way of dealing with the situation that they're in if, you, if you're if you going to uh, play first team football at any level but especially at the level that our first team play at you've got to be brave enough to have the ball under pressure you've got to take it when things perhaps aren't quite going your way and we're looking for all the players And James being obviously one of them to, to do that
0: And Oakley as well I mean he had I think two goals And, and two offside goals That, that yep. were ruled out as well I mean some of the finishes there Were, were brilliant Yeah
2: Oakley's a really good little player um, We're very fortunate We've got we've got good players And he's one of them And we're really fortunate now That we're going to, we're going to get to see him play and Injury free hopefully and, and, and Harvey Blair's another one If we can keep them injury free And we can get them out on the pitch Then I think they'll... Uh, they'll start showing people what they're about
0: I think Oakley's one that Liverpool fans will, will know the, the name yep. already for, for obvious reasons does that help him do you think does it hinder him what, what? Um, I don't know
2: <clears throat> I don't know um, I think he'd if we were being honest I think he'd want to be be remembered and be thought of as the Oakley cannon here that played today that scores goals and creates chances and threatens the back line it's nice to be known for other things, but I think he'd want to be known for playing football rather than being on the side of it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, and just to finish, uh, a player who wasn't here today, Kate Gordon, obviously yep. had a, a big pre-season. Yep. You've worked with him. He's, he's a brilliant footballer, brilliant young guy as well. Yeah,
2: got a lot of talent. Um, really you, nice young man. Obviously, he's at the minute with the first team and, and, and hopefully if things carry on, who knows what might happen. So, yeah, we'll, uh, if he comes back to us, when he comes back to us, we'll
1: look after him just the same and keep working on his game. Matt, there speaking with Mark Bridge Wilkinson after the five-three win over Stoke City at Kirby for the under-eighteens. You said you took in two games. There was plenty of goals in that first one, eight of them, in fact. What about the uh, the second game then?
0: Yeah, no goals in in the second one, um, but a really good result. of That I think for Liverpool, and it's not very often that that you go and watch Liverpool, and, and the opposition tends to have the the vast majority of of the ball and and more of the chances. I think this was one of those rare occasions really and that was because they're playing at a Manchester City team who've got a lot of quality. Um, They've got players, you know, people will probably have have heard Sam Edozi's name, Cole Palmer. I think both of those played um, for Manchester City's senior team against Leicester at Wembley just a couple of weeks ago. James McAtee as well is one that I've sort of heard his name for, for a while now. I've seen him Two or three times for for Liverpool when Liverpool won I think in 2019 the FA Youth Cup final I think he played in that one at under 18s level so they had a fair few sort of big hitters in that under 23s team and it was a fairly young and, and fairly inexperienced Liverpool team I think they defended really, really well. I thought Billy Cometeo looked good, looked composed and, and stood strong, made a couple of, of big, important blocks to, to defend their goal. And they just played sort of a little bit on the back foot in terms of, of Manchester City having more of, of the ball, but did have a couple of opportunities to, to counter-attack. And when they did counter-attack, Matthias mosielowski I mentioned him before, this was his debut for the under-23s. I think we're going to see him a lot, lot more in that category this season than we did last season. It was kind of a newish role. It was a position that he played at a little bit for the under 18s at the start of last season, ended up playing more out wide. But in this one, he was kind of a false nine type player, dropping deep. There was kind of him just behind a front two, really on the, the left, Max Voltman, and on the right, Fidel O'Rourke. And, it just looked uh, a nice balance, really. I think that the plan clearly was for him to get the ball deep, dribble forward, and whenever he did that, he tended to create things. Liverpool didn't quite manage to, to get one of those goals over the line, but it was one of those where if you can just give him the ball and, and get Liverpool up the pitch, I think that's massively important. So, yeah, it was uh, a decent result. I think Manchester City will feel slightly hard done by that they didn't find the back of the net, but you know that's that's more down to, to Liverpool's good defending as a team and, and individually as well, and yeah i think a, a nil nil probably baronotus would be uh, would be pretty happy with that
1: yeah no most certainly cuz as you say quite a few of those manchester city players not only were involved in the community shield but but were also kind of involved through the the course of the pre-season and i suppose therefore there was a lot of i suppose shuffling around for for liverpool to do and also as you've already mentioned a fair bit of defending as well
0: yeah absolutely i mean there's uh there's lots of sort of mitigating factors to to put into this result really that that just underline how impressive it was. I mean, Lucas Stevenson and and Luke Chambers, for example, I'd seen them play an hour for the under-18s on Saturday. They came on as substitutes for Liverpool. They were the only real options that Barry Lutas could turn to off the bench. We'll come to to why very shortly. A few other players involved in an intra-squad friendly for the senior team. But yeah, he was, he was very sort of limited. The only outfielder that hadn't played the previous day that he had was Matteo Ritaccio, who's... Not particularly yet, a goal-scoring midfielder, more of a controller, plays that a little bit deeper. So they didn't have a huge amount to, to turn to really off the bench. There was only those three, uh, those three players and, and a goalkeeper as well. So they couldn't do a great deal to to change the way that the game was going. Matthias Musielowski obviously had a little bit of an injury during pre season as well. So they kind of managed his minutes. He only played about an hour or, or 70 minutes and then was taken off. So all of those things really were, were not particularly in Liverpool's favour. So they did well to, to dig in and, and get that result, really. I mean, Obviously, I spoke to, to Barry at full time and, and we'll hear from him in just a second. But just before we do, I think I should mention Elijah Dixon Bonner as well on trial at Portsmouth this summer. He's came back and and looked really good, actually, for, for the under-23s. Wouldn't massively surprise me if he moved on before the end of this summer. But, yeah, certainly looks at a real player. Still only 20 years of age, he seems to have been around forever but yeah certainly i think he was was one of the ones who impressed me for liverpool but whether we see him too frequently moving forward i'm not sure but uh, yeah certainly that's that's one to watch out for and, and something that barry Lutus referenced
3: at full time as well we knew it was going to be a tough game okay and we you know we didn't we set off as it to be a tough game for them as well obviously you know we wanted to try and <coughs> set a few <coughs> opportunities for us to try and kind of we knew they'd have bought the ball from the goalkeeper, so we wanted to try and set up a few traps, and I think we managed that on occasion. Uh, yeah, there were certain moments of the game where you know it, it's hard, you know, to control. But I, you know, I thought we, I thought we did okay in, in spells. But I was really proud of the boys, kind of the way they defended. I thought, you know, I thought, I, I thought we were really, I thought we were really good. It's a young team. Obviously, it's, it's very obvious from. You know, there was lads who played, who come on, who played nearly 60-odd minutes for the U team yesterday. So, you know, it's not that we were short on quality today. I'm not going to talk about lads who weren't here. We had enough quality, but... We're probably just were a little bit short on numbers which is fine yeah. there's no issue at all so i think i think to go running around going and go would have been the wrong decision today because you know we just didn't have the depth but i thought we were good yeah
0: pleased you mentioned there's a, a few players away was is there some sort of interest squad friendly is, is that the, yeah the there's why? a few
3: things going on so yeah. yeah so there's just kind of numbers there but you know that's that's something i mean you've been to all the games before that's not anything that you know that's what we want the idea of this creep is to provide players for the first team just like it did in pre-season so we'll always have 11. And we'll always always give our best. And I I thought today, yeah, listen, our goalkeeper's made some good saves. I thought for the long spells of possession they had, I don't think they caused us massive problems. You know, there's obviously going to be individual bits of brilliance from maybe a Cole Palmer and a Dozier at times. And listen, fair play, that's the way it's going to be. But I thought we managed them moments quite well and I thought we actually created a couple of good chances ourselves. Uh, obviously the one near the end, but midway through the first half, and I think we had a couple of half chances that were maybe a bit better than that in the first half, but, but yeah, really pleased with the lads.
0: Is that the first time Matthias has stepped up to the 23s? Yeah,
3: it, it will, yeah. it will be, and obviously he played in a little bit of a different position. Uh, you know, and that was that was for tactical reasons really. We just felt maybe kinda, you know, we could put an extra player in the middle and, and, and maybe try and get a little bit more possession. So I thought he acquitted himself quite well. It, it is a step up. I think when the boys move up they do feel that, you know, when he, the kids don't have it, he's still under 18 and I'm sure he will play under 18 games as well as under 23s. But you know, yeah, the magic he has certainly got. I'm sure. I'm sure we've all seen under 18s a little bit different out here today. That'll be a brilliant game for him today. Would have learnt an awful lot, and I think he did a lot, a lot on the other side of the game, which you know he's going to have to develop. So yeah, he should be really happy with his work today.
0: Is that a position you see for him long term? Obviously, he can play can play left and right. I suppose yeah. it's, it's that versatility. I think
3: I, I think the beauty of being kind of a front player now. You know, it was like the first team yesterday. You know, you've got three players there. You've all played. On each side of the pitch, played as a nine, you know, Jota went through the middle yesterday. So yeah, it's, I mean, it's, I suppose the the front line of of any you know elite team is quite versatile in kind of where people operate, and you know that'll be something we will trying to explore with Matty as well.
0: Yeah, nice one. And just you know, obviously it is early days, but so you're away from the game today, you've got you've got the new first team training ground just just up there. How have you noticed
2: a difference? You know, in the in a couple of months that it has been there, have you noticed that kind of? Players been able to dip into the first team—that's
0: improving the kind of yeah, quality of
2: the academy. Yeah, of
3: course. Yeah, I mean that was what it was there for, and that's certainly what it's—it's it's kind of done, even through, even through kind of COVID time, which is obviously hopefully we're near the end of that, you know. But just in terms of mentioning it all the time, but you know, obviously being in the same building just allows, yeah, just allows things to be a lot more natural, a lot more easy, you know. So communication between the staff, obviously when players move up and down, that communication is there as well, you know. And obviously working with the player so you know obviously boys move around but obviously the and staff are all in one building now so we're able to speak regularly on on kind of you know what experience the boys are getting and what they maybe need to work on so yeah I mean yeah I mean I think pre-season shows you know how many boys can go up there and, and, and kind of equip themselves in a real good way so the, yeah the building it's only bricks and mortar I think what is important sometimes is the people okay and, and, and you know and I think the more people you can get in the same in the same place you know, the more conversations and, and the better work can be done.
1: And finally, just on Dixon Bonner,
3: so he chatted a few teams this summer, and obviously he's back here at the 23s. Um, is that
0: something long term, or is he gonna, you know, be looking around for maybe somewhere else to play football this season? Or yeah,
3: yeah, not a few. He only we only went out once. So yeah, don't kill him <laughs> there. Okay. <laughs> yeah. No, that was just probably something a little bit for Elijah as well. You know, in fairness to him, I think that would be probably a little bit unfair to suggest. Just in terms of, I think sometimes, sometimes players, you know. I, I, I do feel sometimes under 23s can get a little bit of a negative stick, which I think is really unfortunate. I think you look at some of the players who started in the Premier League yesterday or played in this division last year. So I think that's a little bit unfair, but obviously stepping up to that senior level and getting experience around you know, dressing rooms and face team managers is, is important. You know, Elijah was, you know, afforded an opportunity there to go and kind of just sample something a little bit different. Uh, and obviously now he's come back with us. So, yeah, let's see where it goes. But, you know, we, you know, I think you can see from today, you know, we worked, he worked ever so hard for the team. He is, he is a more senior player we've got. But yeah, yeah, he's not one. I don't want it to sound like he's going out <laughs> and he's going. I think sometimes, you know... Uh, the the, the the development squad or the, the premier league 2 it is it is a it is a good environment for players to develop but then you've also also got to see the other side of it as well so it's just a nice little opportunity to do that and we'll, and we'll see where it goes for Elijah
0: can i just quickly get yeah. you on Cape gordon as well obviously big pre-season for, for him is, is there a plan in place for him is he going to be with, with you oh, all that this season or yeah. is the is the 18 still going to be a no, possibility no
3: no or... yeah of course there's that you know there's, there's yeah there's obviously a plan for him you know i think i think you know just in terms of you know he's only young so you know it's obviously a tad. and it when lads break in and and and, you know people get excited and rightly so you know but he's a young boy at the moment you know he's still very much grounded he came and watched the under 18s game yesterday you know he pops backwards and forwards and yeah you know so you know i think that's the beauty being in the same building now so you know the plan is, is is really clear staff are working together and yeah it's an exciting time for him. and let's see where it goes yeah
1: Yeah, Barry Lutas there speaking after that goalless draw for Liverpool against Manchester City down at Kirby over the course of the weekend. Well, Matt, you you sort of said before there were mitigating circumstances as to why maybe Liverpool were so penned back in that goalless draw with... Manchester City's under-23s. And that due to this intra-squad friendly that we kind of found out about at the the back end of the weekend, with the likes of Kai Gordon, Leighton Clarkson, Jake Kane, Owen Beck, all of those guys who probably would normally have made up part of the under-23s squad and a large part of it, all playing in this first team intra-squad friendly, as it were.
0: Yeah, we uh, we suspected that this game was was going to take place. Obviously, we've got confirmation of that now. And looking at, at the team sheet, it kind of stood out that there was a few players missing. You wondered why that that possibly was, and obviously we'll come to to Leighton Clarkson very shortly. He's obviously now moved uh, out on loan, so whether he was involved in this, I'm not hundred percent sure. But certainly, Kite Gordon was very much impressing. Again, as he does every time he steps up into to these games, it was very similar in the March international break. He got himself on the score sheet, Liverpool winning 4-1 against Aston Villa. And yeah, it's just great to, to see these players get this opportunity. Obviously, primarily, this wasn't to, to give them that chance to, to step up. It was more a case of, can Liverpool give Ibaka minutes, Ibrahima Konate, Joe Gomez, all of the players who didn't play against Norwich would have been involved in this. But others like Connor Bradley, Ben Woodburn in there as well. So, yeah, that was the reason really. And again, we've spoken about this plenty of times on the show in the past. It's about what is the priority? Is the priority getting the three points in Premier League two for the under-23s or is it developing these players and, and getting them into that position of, of being able to, to play for Jurgen Klopp and, and the first team? And quite clearly on this occasion, as it has been for, for a long, long time now, the priority was given to giving these players the experience rather than getting the three points. And obviously that impacts Baranutas negatively in one sense, but at the same time, all of these players will play at some point for, for the 23s this season, and it just helps their development. So, yeah, it's a very sensible decision, slightly different from sort of Manchester City, Manchester United, Chelsea, other teams, but certainly at Liverpool, this is the very clear pathway that they're going to stick to.
1: Yeah, I've heard both Mark Bridge Wilkinson and Barry Lutus speaking about Clyde Gordon as well. And I think it, at 16, there is sort of such an enthusiasm around him. But at the same time, it kind of has to be tempered as well. I mean, if you rewind the clock, two years, Harvey Elliott was in a a very similar position. So whilst everyone is excited for what he could possibly go on to achieve at at Liverpool, probably not going to expect him to be in and around that first team picture this season.
0: No, the the plan appears to be that he'll play, uh, I think, Primarily, at least to begin with, with the under 18s, maybe on occasion for the under 23s, as he did at the back end of, of last season. And it is almost about managing expectations, isn't it? There's this huge sort of eyes on him. A lot of these young players, you know, the ones that have been involved in this interest squad friendly, he is included in that. They're going to be training regularly with the first team. They're not going to be sort of with the 23s on a day-to-day basis. But obviously, when there's an opportunity to to go and play uh, a match, to, to go and, and have that sort of semi-competitive environment, if you want, of, of Premier League 2, I think it's it's beneficial to do that long term. And obviously, he's not going to get into the Liverpool first team on a regular basis on a regular basis for, for the next couple of, of seasons. But yeah, the, the plan is very much take it step by step. There might well be a loan deal for, for him at some point, uh, but we have to, to sort of wait and see. And yeah, there's there's huge excitement around him. It's, it's very hard. I think it was it was Barry Lutz that said, you know, it's very hard to, to stop people talking about him because he is clearly so, so good. But at the same time, it's, it's maybe not helpful to, to go overboard too soon.
1: Yeah, he seems to have even overtaken Mateusz Michalowski in terms of excitement levels this summer, primarily because we got to see him in first team friendly action during the course of the summer. You did talk maybe one day there might be a loan down the road for him. There is a loan quite literally down the road for Leighton Clarkson coming up. He's following in Harvey Elliott's footsteps and off to Blackburn Rovers. Going to be really interested, Matt, to see how this one works out for him. Of course, he did even play in Champions League football last year and he's going to a club that A, he knows well and, and B, Liverpool seem to trust.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's it's the perfect club, the perfect move, I think, for, for Leighton Clark. And I don't think you could have really handpicked a, a better club if you'd have sort of imagined one up. Really, he's a boyhood Blackburn fan. He's come from that sort of area. It's very very close to Liverpool, as you say. That was a big thing, I think, for Harvey Elliott's development last season. There was obviously the, that ease of being able to to. Come back to Liverpool at times, Liverpool coaches to go to Blackburn and sort of work together with Tony Mowbray. I think that was a a huge thing and it sort of feels a little bit like Liverpool are changing their approach a little bit with loans, particularly since Jurgen Klopp has come in. It's kind of felt like if a player went out on loan, Ryan Brewster, for example, it was just to, to build up their value. Ben Davis, I wonder if that's a, a similar situation. This season, obviously a player at a, a different point in his career, but a similar sort of thing. I think very much with Leighton Clarkson. There's a pathway similar to, to Harvey Elliott. If he goes out, he impresses, he does what Harvey Elliott did last season. You know, possibly there is a place in the, the Liverpool squad for him long term. I think, you know, he's he's a really talented player. He's clearly far better than playing under 23's football, but maybe not quite in a position that he can be the the deputy that Liverpool needs to, to Fabinho at this moment in time. So, yeah, I think Blackburn makes makes loads of sense. I think the fact that Harvey Elliott went there last season and it went so smoothly, there's no doubt in my mind that that played a big part in it. And the fact that he's a Blackburn fan, the fact that he will go and, and play a lot of football in the Championship this season, every aspect of it really is, is perfect and, He's definitely one to watch out for. I think he's he's ready for this. He, he stepped up, obviously, as you say, to, to the Champions League last six, uh, last season. Didn't look out of place. And you'd imagine that he could go to, to Blackburn and have a, a different sort of impact to, to Harvey Elliott. He's not going to be scoring goals and, and beating players and, and having all the highlights reels. But I think Tony Mowbray is a manager that will get the best out of him. And yeah, I'm, just, I'm looking forward to, to seeing what he can do because he is a really, really talented player.
1: Yeah, and Tony Mowbray given a lot of chances to, whether it be players out of their own youth academy or had a few players on loan from the likes of Manchester City. Tosin Adarabayo is one of those who springs to mind who's now with Fulham in the Championship or, as you say, Harvey Elliott last season. It seems to be a club at the moment that the, the big sides are happy to lend players to and not least Liverpool, of course, with Harvey Elliott going so well. So we, of course, do wish Leighton Clarkson all the best in that move. It is going to be a uh, very different Approach, I think you'll find from Premier League two to championship football, but that all part of the development. Before we go then, Matt, let's look ahead to what's coming up for the academy and next weekend. It's a, a tasty lineup, isn't it?
0: It certainly is. The big games keep on coming as Liverpool's first team play Burnley, the under-18s, away at Manchester United on Saturday. So that will be an interesting one. A little interesting line from that one is Ethan Ennis, who moved from Liverpool to Manchester United. He'll probably be featuring in this one. He seems to think that his pathway to first-team football at United was easier than uh, Liverpool not quite sure I necessarily agree with that to be honest with you but a very talented player I know he went and and looked at a few other clubs Chelsea was was one of them I think Arsenal and and Tottenham possibly as well and I think you know it's a it's an interesting move isn't it whenever a player moves from from Liverpool to United or or vice versa but I'm sure there'll uh, possibly be a a familiar face in that Manchester United lineup so that's certainly something to, to watch out for and then the first mini derby of the season on Monday night. Away to, to Everton, 7 p.m. kickoff UK time for anybody wanting to to watch that. I assume there'll be coverage of of that on LFC TV potentially and I'm sure the echo will be there. Ian Doyle I think will be in attendance providing live updates. So yeah, Manchester United and Everton after obviously Manchester City this weekend. It's uh it's been a, a tasty start to the season, particularly for for the under twenty-threes.
1: Yeah, no, most definitely. Well, that is it then here for us on this edition of the Blood Red Club, our exclusive Blood Red podcast, of course, coming to you directly via email. If you want to send the word on to any of your friends, all it takes, of course, is their email address into the uh, bloodredpodcast.co.uk website. And then, of course, our content finds its way directly to them. But from myself, Guy Clark and Matt Addison, thanks a lot for joining us. It's bye for now.